Welcome to the Accra Community Church Podcast. As you listen to God's word today, may it become for you fresh water for your thirsty soul, give you hope to cope, and wisdom to thrive, excel, and become everything God says you are. God bless you as you listen to today's sermon. We thank you, Jesus, that for every shame this morning we shall receive double double glory. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you for turning our captivity around. We thank you, Jesus, for putting a new song in our mouth. We thank you. We worship you, Holy Spirit. Have your way. Grant us light. Show us your way. Lead us. Grant us understanding where there is confusion, where we are broken. Heal us, Lord. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord. To the person who is financially stressed, whose business is failing and doesn't know where to turn, by the time this service is over, make a way for them, Holy Spirit. We thank you. We thank you for your mighty presence this blessed morning. To the sick, we speak healing. We thank you that there is still balm in Gilead. We thank you, Jesus, that by your stripes we're healed. That truth hasn't changed. In Jesus' name, every spirit of affliction we command you to lift right now. In Jesus' name, we cast you out by the power of Jesus' name. We thank you. We thank you, Holy Spirit. Have absolute control. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So recently on Clubhouse, those of you who know, we have a whole other ministry running on Clubhouse. It's called Sweeter Than Honey. So if you're on Clubhouse, you can find us. And uh, we've been going through the Bible quite rapidly. We've done a study of the book of Proverbs. And we've done Ecclesiastes. And we've done Song of Songs. And we've done the Gospel of St. John. And we just finished the Acts of the Apostles. (laughs) So... I want to encourage all of you to sign up. Amen. And this morning, I want to take us to the last chapter of the Gospel of St. John, where John set out to write, so this is John, the son of Zebedee and Salome, the younger brother of James. And when he set out to write the book or the Gospel of St. John, he said, I'm writing this so that anybody who reads it will believe that Jesus is the Messiah and that Jesus saves. Amen. (laughs) So that was the purpose of the Gospel of St. John. And then when he gets to his epilogue, the very last chapter, chapter 21, he tells us a story. It's a story of a disciple, actually a number of disciples who were discouraged. Uh, So far we've been treating Jesus and his relation to work or our calling to work and we've been treating work as worship. We've been drawing the church's attention to the fact that what we may do in the secular world may not be very different from actually what God considers worship and the need to make sure that our attitude towards work actually is an act of worship. Amen. But there are times when the worker will get discouraged. And Jesus, our great example in this epilogue, shows us by example, especially for those of us who are in leadership, he shows us by example how to handle discouraged employees 
or discouraged co-workers. Amen. Jesus teaches us. In fact, for me, his most powerful word in this chapter was when he told Peter, follow me. Amen. So this morning's sermon is titled, Follow Jesus. Follow Jesus. But how exactly are we supposed to follow Jesus? And I want us to ha take a very, very practical approach to the scripture. We're not going to spiritualize anything. You know, we're going to take lessons that we can apply to everyday life, especially if you find yourself in leadership and if you find yourself a disciple of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So from verse 1, it says, Later, Jesus appeared again to the disciples beside the Sea of Galilee. This is how it happened. Several of the disciples were there. Simon Peter, Thomas nicknamed the twin, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples. Simon Peter said, I'm going fishing. Now, this is important. <laughs> Verse 3, Simon Peter says, I'm going fishing. Simon Peter, why are you going fishing? Jesus called you about three years ago and he said, I don't want you to be a fisher of fish anymore. I'm going to make you a fisher of men. Jesus had told them when he dies, the Holy Spirit will come upon them. And then there will be his disciples all over, in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the uttermost part of the earth. Amen. So why are you going fishing? We have to remember at this point, Simon Peter had betrayed Jesus three times. He who claimed to love his Lord had betrayed him three times. In the time when it mattered most, he had pretended he didn't know him. And he was discouraged. He was discouraged, so he went back to what he knew to do best. Fishing for fish. So verse 3, Simon Peter said, I'm going fishing. The other people, equally discouraged, say, we'll come too. So they went out into the boat, but they caught nothing all night. Sometimes when we step out of the will of God, and we are suffering, and things are difficult, and we know that we are in a relationship God warned us not to get into, or we are working in a place where he, we, knew, we knew by instinct, we knew through prayer that he didn't want us there. Sometimes when we catch nothing, when things are difficult, we tend to think God is punishing us for our choices. But this morning, as I bring you this word called follow Jesus, it's important to establish that Jesus is a very, very gracious God. Amen. He doesn't deal with us as we deserve. Sometimes even in the very belly of disobedience, we actually see his mercy. In fact, not sometimes. All the time. Amen. He is truly merciful to his children. So stop relating your affliction to his wrath. Stop relating your difficulty to his displeasure. Amen. They had stepped out of his will, but that was fine. He knew how best to encourage his discouraged employees or disciples. So they went and they told all night. They were doing what he had told them to move on from. And they caught nothing. Verse 4 says, At dawn, Jesus was standing on the beach, but the disciples couldn't see who he was because they were out of sync with him. He called out, Fellows, have you caught any fish? No, they replied. Then he said, Throw out your net on the right-hand side of the boat and you'll get some. So they did, and they couldn't haul in the net because there were so many fish in it. 
Then the disciple Jesus loved, that's the person writing this letter, which is John, said to Peter, It is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his tunic, for he had stripped for work, jumped into the water, and headed to the shore. The other stayed with the boat and pulled a loaded net to the shore, for they were only about a hundred yards from shore. When they got there, they found breakfast waiting for them. Fish cooking over a charcoal fire and some bread. Amen. Follow Jesus. Jesus could cook. So for the men in the church, your Lord and Master Jesus could cook. It's important to remember that. Amen. And our Lord and Savior Jesus could also cry. So don't let anybody tell you men don't cry. It's okay to cry. Amen. Luke 11.35 And Jesus wept. Actually, that's the shortest verse in the Bible. Some versions even make it shorter. They just write, Jesus wept. Some versions of the Bible. Amen. That's the shortest verse in the Bible. Your Lord and Savior wept, uh, wept when he was heartbroken. It's okay to weep. Amen. <laughs> and then he cooked. <laughs> Amen. If you're a disciple of Jesus... Let the kitchen not be a stranger to you. Learn to cook. It makes it easier for our wives. I'm sure, I'm happy my wife is not here because I'm preaching what I don't practice. Uh, but God is merciful. Amen. But I'm working on it. <laughs> Some of us will forever be working progress. But it helps to know that our Lord and Savior could cook. Amen. Bring some of the fish you've just caught, Jesus said, verse 10. So Simon Peter went aboard and dragged the net to the shore. There were 153 large fish, and yet the net hadn't torn. Now come and have some breakfast. So a couple of years ago, I had a health crisis. In panic, I called Dr. T. He told me to rush to the hospital. After many tests and all that, it turned out my cholesterol was high. And after meeting a dietitian and doing all sorts of things and being put on a diet, the conclusion was that I was notorious for not eating breakfast and that wasn't good for my cholesterol. So it was because I say I follow Jesus, but I don't follow him well because Jesus was a breakfast person. So another lesson you can learn from Jesus, eat breakfast. Amen. <laughs> it doesn't sound like preaching, does it? Learn to cook, eat breakfast, especially the men. Learn to cook, amen. And the women, eat breakfast. Our women are notorious for feeding everybody else and then they are hungry. Eat breakfast. It will save you an appointment with a doctor. Amen. So verse 12, now come and have some breakfast, Jesus said. None of the disciples there to ask him, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Then Jesus served them the bread and the fish. Leadership serves. Amen. This was the third time Jesus had appeared to his disciples, disciples since, since he had been raised from the dead. Hallelujah. And then it was after feeding them, after feeding Peter, that Jesus went to the crux of the matter. So verse 15, he says, after breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? So three times he asked him, do you love me? Simon was discouraged. The other disciples 
were discouraged. They had seen their Lord and Master bundled away like a petty criminal. They saw him stripped naked, crucified and hanged on that cross. They watched him die and he was buried. And there were stories that he was risen. But they were stories. They were just rumors to most of them. And they were discouraged. How do you deal with somebody who is discouraged? Jesus gives us great example for leadership. Amen. He didn't come accusing Simon Peter. First he helped him. He made him know that if he wants to go back to fishing for fish, it's okay. He's not going to judge him. He helped him catch a lot of fish. And then he gave him breakfast. Amen. And then after he was eaten, he had a conversation. He said, do you love me? If you love me, get back to the assignment. Three times he told him, do you love me? Do you love me? Remember he had betrayed him three times. So three times he gave him opportunity to affirm his love. Amen. Follow Jesus. He's a good master. Amen. He's a good master. It's important to remember that. And as his disciple, we have to be like that also in the places where we work. What do we do when an employee is failing? When they are not meeting their targets? When they are struggling? Do we even bother to get to the bottom of why their performance is dropping? Or do we just pull out our whip and start getting to work? Jesus is worth following at all times. In verse 22, Jesus replied, so, so this was Peter, Let maybe I should read from verse 20. Peter turned around and saw behind him the disciple Jesus loved, the one who had leaned over to Jesus during the supper and asked, Lord, who will betray you? Peter asked Jesus, what about him? So this is Jesus having a conversation with Peter and say, Peter, do you, Peter, do you love me? Very personal leadership, one-to-one. Do you love me? Forget about the other people. You, Peter, do you love me? And Peter looks and says, but what about John? Everybody knows you love John more. And Jesus says, but this is not about John. This is about you. You, Peter, do you love me? Amen. How often do you have one-to-one meetings with struggling employees? <laughs> or you just call a general meeting and blast everybody and, and walk off and you know when Jesus prepared a breakfast he didn't tell them okay serve yourselves you know and wait for an applause he actually served them amen amen follow Jesus yesterday somebody talked about the Christian caucus in parliament and I cheekily wrote back and said I didn't know we have a Christian caucus in parliament I'm not seeing their effect. There's not, if, if we're looking for evidence to prove we have Christians in leadership in this country, we can't find it. And it's very simply because we are not following Jesus. We may speak Christianese. Praise the Lord, brother. Hallelujah, sister. You are blessed. Amen. 
and throw in new terminologies once in a while. But if you're looking for evidence in how we lead <laughs> to convict us of being Christians, we are walking free. In 22, Jesus told Peter, if I want John to live forever, that's none of your business. As for you, follow me. Amen. And this is his command to all of us. Let's follow Jesus. Amen. Properly. Let's follow him wholeheartedly. Let's follow him properly. I'll show you a few ways in which we can follow Jesus that we most of us probably aren't. So, Jesus taught us you have to eat breakfast. is important. Anytime you don't eat your breakfast, you know you are not following Jesus. He says, learn to cook. Uh, the women, uh, please remind your husbands. Jesus says it's okay to know how to cook. Even if all you can do is grill fish and add some bread, it's okay. It's a good start. Don't burn the fish. Amen. And you no, know, Jesus liked his fish charcoal grilled. He had taste. Huh? He had taste. Amen. That's the best way to grill fish. Charcoal grilled. So, learn to cook is a good way to follow Jesus. The other thing, though, which I think is important to remember, is that Jesus told Peter, bring some of the fish you caught. Amen. Jesus demands offering. But what's interesting was that he already had made some fish and bread available. So, when Jesus demanded that Peter brought the fish, some of the fish, it wasn't because there was no fish to eat. But it is because love gives. Amen. Love gives. And you have to remember that Peter had toiled all night and caught nothing. This wasn't the first time he had toiled all night and caught nothing. The first time he bowed in worship to Jesus, it was also because he had toiled all night and caught nothing. And Jesus said, oh, launch into the deep, throw your net. And they caught some plenty of fish. And in that story, another boat had to come and help them because their nets were breaking apart. And Jesus deliberately repeated the same miracle for them. If you know that the growth in your business is actually because of Christ, it shouldn't be too difficult to give to him. If you know, if you know that, I mean, I know, okay, I know that I am where I am because of Christ. I, I, I know that. Amen. I know that. Because many times in the places where I show up, I don't know anybody there and I have no connection there. So I, as Nanakofi, know that if it wasn't for Christ, I wouldn't be where I am. Amen. Now, the other thing that is important to remember in that command, he said, bring some of the fish you caught. Jesus doesn't demand what you don't have. I know some preachers will tell you, you know, thanks God! Go for a loan. Come and sow. Pay a tithe on a loan. No. A loan is not your money. If you go for a loan, that is not your money. <laughs> you have no business bringing that to Jesus. By faith. No. He doesn't need that. He says bring from your increase. A loan is not your increase. A loan is a liability. Sometimes it's an asset, but that's a whole other conversation. But fundamentally, you can't borrow and give to Jesus. 
what you borrow is not yours. You know? If you borrow my car, you can't go and also lend it to somebody else to drive. You know, that's totally irresponsible. Amen. So Jesus is interested in your success in business. Amen. And this is how you follow Jesus. You look at what he did. You look at what he taught and what he stood for and just follow. He says, eat breakfast, you eat breakfast. He says, learn to cook, you learn to cook. It is very godly. It's very, very spiritual to follow Jesus. And then give from love. Amen. Give from your increase. Don't give and then you have to walk home from church. It's not, you know, if you, you know, that kind of, I don't know what kind of faith that is, but it doesn't impress Jesus the way you think it will. Yes, if the Holy Spirit specifically convicts you of something, and that's, that's totally different. But you know, if somebody does acrobatics with scriptures and tells you stories of how somebody gave a $1 seed and God gave them a 1000 and this, and they were walking and they saw some money on the floor. If I see money on the floor, I don't pick it. It's not my money. Whether it's one city or a million cities makes no difference. It's not my money. If I if everybody leaves it there, the owner will come back and trace where their money their money fell off. Amen. Jesus also loved to walk. Today most of us live very sedentary lives. You know, we sit in the car in the morning, we drive to work, we sit in an air conditioned office, we work, and then we sit in the car, we drive back home. COVID actually made it worse because now we get out of bed, switch on the computer, just wear a shirt, still in a boxer shorts, but nobody will see that. And then we get on Zoom and then we Zoom. <laughs> you know, Zoom. Sometimes we'd even wear a tie and a jacket, but it's just boxer shorts and that because nobody's going to see that. You know, and then after that, we just roll off onto the bed. You know. But Jesus loved to walk. Jesus loved to walk so much. At some point, he even walked on water. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus swims. No, no, I love to walk. Don't worry. I'm not, I'm not ready to swim. I walk on the water. He loved to walk. Amen. Walk. What Jesus did, though, which was really smart, he combined walking with prayer. Amen. So in many, many scriptures, you read early in the morning while it was still dark. Jesus got up and slipped away to a solitary place to pray. After, binding, after finding them, sorry, after bidding them farewell, he went up to the mountain to pray. Jesus many times would do a hike in the morning, early in the morning before daybreak. He would hike in the morning and go and pray up the mountain and come back. You know, so he was combining his exercise with his prayer. That's very smart. So please walk. Amen. It is very, very spiritual to walk. You know, our lives are too sedentary. So you go and they say, you're BP, you're this, you're that, you're that. Just follow Jesus. Amen. <laughs> I knew this sermon won't sound very spiritual. You have to forgive me for that. Amen. Jesus walked a lot. Let's follow Jesus. He prayed. He pray. Jesus was a man of prayer. He prayed a lot. He walked a lot. He
he knew how to cook he ate breakfast and he encourages us to give amen we've talked about work 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 and it's great your work is worship but remember jesus also calls himself the lord of the sabbath and that's the seventh point this morning in other words he encourages rest amen so balance is critical work 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 exercise if you can't do any you don't need to hit the gym once you hit a particular age you look funny when you have all muscles at your age and like somebody's like did you do you miss being 18 or 20 like what's going on are you on steroids you don't need that just walk amen throw in some prayer <laughs> eat breakfast <laughs> i'm sure that doctors will be very happy with me this morning amen and pray pray what a friend we have in jesus all our sins and griefs to bear what a privilege to carry everything to god in prayer oh what peace we often forfeit oh what needless pain we bear all because we don't carry everything to god in prayer let's bow down our heads father we thank you for your word this morning jesus you've called us to follow you but many times we probably over spiritualize this command this morning as we've stepped into your word we pray for the strength of mind and the discipline to just follow you sometimes very literally other times very spiritually but may we truly follow you may we truly follow you and may you draw us deeper into yourself we thank you lord in jesus name amen amen thank you for listening to today's sermon if it blessed you share it with a friend for more information on how to fellowship with Accra Community Church, visit our website, www.accrachurch.org. God bless you.